Hi everyone, welcome to episode 10 of 360 Black Power. And guess what? This is the last episode audiobook version of this podcast. I am finishing the last part today. And the next episode, episode 11 or 1-1, will be the actual podcast getting started. So I'm excited about that. I'm going to just read this chapter one last quick time, get finished with this reading part, and then um, look forward to many more episodes when I get to actually talk to some of you, uh, discuss the tenets, build the tenets, of our 360 blueprint and get this movement going. All right, so let's get started. The outro is titled, All Right. Quote, I'm at the preacher's door. My knee's getting weak and my gun might blow, but we gonna be all right. Kendrick Lamar. The status the United States has held as a world superpower is eroding quickly. This has been a self-inflicted fall and a long time coming. While it will be painful and more painful for the most vulnerable, I also believe it to be an opportunity to build a more perfect union. And for black people, it is undoubtedly nation time. Bob Marley explains the root of all change. A hungry mob is an angry mob. The concentration of wealth is unsustainable, and when people get desperate enough, they fight back. And we get revolution. 360 degrees is the blueprint for our revolution. In 2007, I wrote an essay titled The Fire This Time. It was an analysis of post-Katrina community organizing, specifically around the Gina case of racial injustice. By using... Spike Lee films as metaphors, I argued that this hip-hop generation had matured and was ready to take the front line and the struggle. Many saw Katrina as the storm that blew the facade off U.S. hypocrisy and reprehensible racial and class inequality. But I believe Katrina was the calm before the true storm that it inspired namely our unity and definitive realization that we are all we have. In other words, I think we finally reconciled with the answer to that infamous question posed in hip-hop songs and answered in Spike Lee joints. What time is it? It's time to wake up. It's nation time. Watching Spike Lee's 1989 movie, Do the Right Thing, black folks' place in society was symbolized by the pizza shop. One can work there, all can spend their money there, but none can be represented as part of the establishment. Hence, no brother's pictures on the wall. So on a hot summer day, racial tensions on the verge of exploding finally did, with Mookie throwing the trash can through the pizza parlor window. Maybe he was following the mayor's advice from earlier. Always do the right thing. Rest in peace to Ossie Davis. Hip-hop was public enemy. The theme was fight the power. But then in 2000, we were bamboozled. Now we have white executives slinging the N-word and claiming to be blacker than us. This white executive has nothing but blacks on his wall of fame. He loves black people. He even married one. We were everywhere but owned nothing. Hip-hop was sleet and eat, and the theme was the new millennial minstrel show. 
Even the revolutionaries aren't quite sure of their mission. As they plot the revolution while drinking 40s, the solution they come up with? Black-on-black violence on closed-circuit television for all the world to see, while the status quo power structure remained unchallenged and unscathed. You know what I'm saying? Nah, man, we still had some maturing to do. In 2005, the levees broke, and so did the facade of progress. The truth was clear. America doesn't care about black people. Whether they were black people on the wall of white America or not no longer mattered when we were floating down Canal Street. But by not-so-coincidence, New Orleans, the once chocolate city, turned vanilla right before our eyes under the new city council's rebuilding plan, red-white. Affordable housing, red-black, was demolished. First it was Katrina and then Gina. Elsewhere, a small-town DA was trying to send young black men to jail for 22 years for fighting against racists in their schools, the Gina case. These same racists who were hanging nooses on school grounds had no laws on the books to be tried for, so they got to go back to life as they knew it, status quo white supremacy. Justice? Not even close. Just us. We woke up and grew up, and an entirely new generation of black organizers were raised in this awakening. When Trayvon Martin was murdered in 2012, they were ready to take the helm. While America's power dynamics have not changed, and our history has always been one of resistance to repressive dynamics, particularly regarding white supremacy, Times have changed and now we are able to sustain a people-based movement more effectively. In 2007, I knew change would be culturally based and a cultural generational shift would be part of the catalyst. Like I said before, Jeff Chang wrote an important essay about this cultural and generational shift. The last three presidential elections were battles signifying this cultural shift and backlash. Quote, history shows us that it does not matter who is in power or what revolutionary forces take over the government. Those who have not learned to do for themselves and have to depend solely on others never obtain any more rights or privileges in the end than they had in the beginning. Unquote. Carter G. Woodson, The Miseducation of the Negro. Organizations like Cooperation Jackson and Boston's Ujima Project are working models for us to follow. The critical realization that they don't care about us, so we must take care of ourselves, is a sign of the times. While we may have understood this quotation before, images from Katrina were a stark visual reminder. We had no choice but to fully embrace self-determination as the only path to survival and freedom depending on the government or other people's better nature, gets you status quo. Every semester I tell my students that the main lesson I want them to learn from my class is, quote, they don't care about us. They can be substituted by power or the status quo social structure. I teach them that we must act on securing what is in our best interest and the interest of our families and communities. The road to hell is paved with good intentions, and the road to freedom and salvation is paved with action. If we think we're going to get to the promised land through the actions of others, be it a leader or savior, we will find that promised land forever elusive.
The changing world order has undermined the United States empire and it is another sign of the times. The push to privatization helped accelerate this empire's downfall. Multinational corporations now trump the power of nation states, pun intended. Of the hundred largest economies in the world, 51 are now global corporations. Only 49 are countries. Market supremacy has replaced white supremacy as the number one global organizing principle. Everyone is in a race to the bottom, which is now within reach, with the highest concentration of wealth among only a small percentage. But the other side of the same coin is changing world dynamics, specifically through technology. Globalization has opened the world and made it much smaller at the same time. Disney was right, it's a small world after all. Technology has forever changed the power to control information. Propaganda is still a viable tool via media framing, but with technology, information comes quickly and much more freely via several sources. The status quo power structure will have to take more drastic steps to maintain its control. Hence, more infractions on civil liberties, police state, corrupt politics, etc. Technology can be both a tool of repression and a tool of liberation. Understanding how to use technology as a tool of liberation is critical for us to realize self-determination. Again, my purpose here is not to argue that today's circumstances are new or different or that the fight or resistance has changed, but I do believe that times have changed, and as they say, timing is everything. From the dawn of European colonialism, White supremacy has been the organizing principle of our world order. White nations owned and nations of color labored. This model still holds up today, but globalization and technology have added some significant variables to the model. People of color are still the poorest and lowest paid, but China is closing in to become the number one superpower, and multinational corporations have no loyalty to the American worker, or consumer for that matter. The market for their product, say cell phones, can be 300 million Chinese and that works out just as well for them. In the globalization model, market supremacy, no matter what the color of the worker or consumer, will always trump white supremacy. For workers, it is a race to the bottom to provide the cheapest labor. Again, this is not new, but unlike the dawn of colonialism, the world is no longer seen as an open frontier to be explored and conquered. Today's world is finite. The well, the well will run dry and there is no place on this earth that has not been tapped or considered. The bottom is now reachable. I think that most people are afraid of change and that is why we see the racial backlash we do not just as we see in the immigration debate in the United States, but in similar issues across the globe. Fundamentalism and intolerance are being used to maintain the status quo for as long as possible. Fortunately, a counter-movement is growing. This grassroots movement is based on people power, and in the new world order of social media, people power has more ways of getting its message out. Whether the fear mongers or the agents of change win is up to the conscious among us with our actions being the arbiter. 
as we continue to fight the many battles that plague our communities through service and activism, we must not lose sight of the larger race war that will continue to hover until it is effectively addressed. We must treat the symptoms to save the people now, but also expose the root cause to save humanity. Nowhere is this message clearer than in James Baldwin's classic text, The Fire Next Time, a must-read for its timeless insight into America's race problem. Over 50 years ago, James Baldwin poignantly and boldly asserted the inevitable. If America did not deal with its racial nightmare honestly and forthrightly, the oppressed would revolt. And we have. I assert that the fire this time is different. The fire this time is based on rage and resolve. We are better organized. We are utilizing technology and communicating more effectively. We are acting locally but thinking globally. We are keeping it more real and not falling for the hegemonic hustle. We now understand that like us, the revolution will never die whether it's televised or not. The fire this time is an eternal flame for justice. The 360 Project is my contribution to our continuous journey to black liberation. The struggle continues continuously, but we are on the right, righteous side of history and justice. And because of that, we're going to be all right. And remember, we are never alone. Our ancestors got us. So rise up, hip-hop nation. The torch is now ours. Let's get free. Quote, look for me in the whirlwind or the storm. Look for me all around you. For with God's grace, I shall come and bring with me countless millions of black slaves who have died in America and the West Indies and the millions in Africa to aid you in the fight for liberty, freedom, and life. Unquote. Marcus Garvey. Okay, so that's a wrap. That was the outro of the book. The only parts left now are the appendix and notes, which are the actual 360 blueprint resources and charts that you will need in order to build your own 360. So I still recommend please picking up the book at local Barnes & Noble, online, um, also uh, via Kindle for the ebook version where you can link directly to the resources online. And finally, you can shop uh, through me at the website bitbit.ly backslash 360 shop now. That's again bit.ly backslash 360 shop now. These last few episodes, I went without the music to just get them done and to get the audio portion uh, finished. But starting with episode 11, episode 11, we'll be back to the music and I will have guests on each episode. So please tune in. Remember 360 Black Power. Bye, everyone.